0: From today's reading from Genesis, And the Lord stood beside Jacob and said, Know that I am with you wherever you go. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So one of my favorite things to do is travel, which I don't really get to do that much of these days. But there was a time when I did. In college, I spent six months in Europe. I got to visit 18 different countries during that time. And because I was often alone, whenever I traveled, I'd always bring a travel guide. Now, I've never actually read a travel guide. (laughs) I have purchased about 18 of them, though. And so I do consider myself somewhat of an expert. And I would always use the exact same one Lonely Planet. Now, these guides are not as popular as they used to be, but for a while, Lonely Planet was really popular with independent travelers, people who like to fly solo on their journeys. And maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I'm pretty sure that their chosen name is a scare tactic. (laughs) Because every time I go and buy a Lonely Planet before traveling, I always got the same subtle message. You clearly have no friends to journey with you. (laughs) You're gonna be really lonely and scared and so if you give me $14 I'll be the perfect friend for you. (laughs) Don't forget it's a lonely planet. So this journey we call life, I'm pretty sure that we're all more familiar with loneliness and fear than we'd like to admit. Life can feel very scary and overwhelming at times, and no matter how tight a schedule we keep, there inevitably comes a time when there is no project to finish, no friend to call, no TV series to watch, and in those moments, we feel lonely. And today's reading from Genesis, Jacob is definitely having one of those I'm alone and scared kind of days. Now, to be honest, he completely deserves it. Like many characters in the book of Genesis, Jacob is not the best model we have of clean moral living. To give you just a little context behind today's reading, Jacob has just manipulated his starving brother out of his inheritance, and he stole his brother's blessing from his blind father. And so Esau is not happy about this and makes plans to kill Jacob. Jacob gets word of these plans. He runs away from home. And this is where today's reading picks up. Jacob is on the run. He has no friends to journey with him. He is lonely and he is scared. And so taking a stone for a pillow which is a clear symbol for how hard his life has become, Jacob falls asleep on that stone, feeling the full weight of a lonely planet. There's a um, Peanuts cartoon that uh, has little Linus afraid to be alone in the library. And so Charlie Brown says to him that everyone's lonely in some place or another. And so Linus asks Charlie Brown, where is that place for you, to which Charlie Brown says, the earth. (laughs) Um, The earth was a very lonely place for Jacob that night when he fell asleep on a stone. He had made a complete mess of his life, and the future was uncertain, to say the least. And the reason I point this out is because it was in the midst of this very low point in Jacob's life when he has a dream in which he sees a mysterious staircase that connects heaven to earth. And Jacob comes to see that God's realm, God's kingdom has broken into our world. But what's more than that, Jacob then sees that God is standing directly beside him, and in that moment, Jacob receives an amazing promise. Know that I am with you wherever you go, and that in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. In other words, God tells Jacob that the meaning of his life is much bigger than his private drama with Esau, that he is part of a larger story. That his life is part of God's story. And that even in those moments when the evidence would suggest otherwise, that God is standing beside him and that God is with him. And I know I've said this before in a sermon here, but this idea that God is with us, this is what the Bible is really all about. Whether God is walking with Adam in the garden or dwelling with the people of Israel in a tent of all places as they journey through the wilderness, the overarching theme of Scripture is God's desire to be with us in a very real, loving, and intimate way. This is what we celebrate every Christmas. When we recall the wonderful words of the angel, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And it's what we celebrate every Sunday here at St. Michael's, whenever we gather around this altar and we receive a very ordinary piece of bread and we're told in no uncertain terms, this is the body of of Christ. I mean, what is communion but a visible sign that God's realm has broken into our world. And so as we journey through life this week, there are two very specific things I want us to keep in mind. First, whenever we have a Jacob moment, whenever we get scared, Or whenever we feel lonely, and whenever it feels like we don't have a true friend to journey with us, we can be reminded that we are never alone, that the same God who stood beside Jacob, this God, stands beside us. God's realm has broken into our world, meaning that we are never as disconnected or as alone as we may feel. Because the beauty of this story from Genesis is that God can meet us absolutely anywhere.
1: For Joseph, it happened in prison.
0: For James and John, it was a boat. For Paul, it was on the road to Damascus. For Jacob, it was by a stone as the sun was beginning to set. But God's choice... God's loving, purposeful choice is always to stand beside God's people. And at any moment in our life, that veil can be removed so that we come to see what Jacob did. That we are not alone, and that the gate of heaven is always much closer than we think. That's the first thing I want us to remember this week. But then we have this other piece. Which reminds us that the point of the story from Genesis is not only to make us feel good. Because here's the thing, God's presence with us is a very comforting reality. But I want you to notice, Jacob is not immediately comforted. In seeing God stand beside him, Genesis tells us very clearly that Jacob is afraid. He's afraid not because he's alone but rather because he is not alone. Jacob's fear is transformed whenever he wakes up to see that his life, that the meaning of his story is not found in his private little drama, but rather in this larger story that God is writing. And in the same way, God's presence with us here on this earth and God's choice to stand beside us, it is not just to congratulate and affirm us on every step of our journey, but to remind us that we too have been chosen to bring comfort to the afflicted, to bring hope to the hopeless, and to bring community to those who feel lonely. And because this is St. Michael's Day, our feast as a church, my job is to remind us that this ultimately is what we are to be about as a church. That the meaning of St. Michael's isn't found in the traditions and the subplots and the storylines that unfold in our midst from time to time, as beautiful and as wonderful as those are. But rather, the meaning of St. Michael's is found. And a choice that we make, week after week, to move deeper and deeper and deeper into this larger story that God is writing, where in the end, the whole creation gets saved. And as a congregation, it is our vocation to move deeper into this story together. Right, in the church, no one gets to be an independent traveler. No one really gets to fly solo in the body of Christ. We are all in this journey together. And so with that said, here's the question I want to leave us with this week. What would it mean for us to engage the world in such a way that we and the people we have a vocation to serve feel a little less lonely? To bring to others in a very intentional way what we consistently receive from this church. And I'm not talking about anything big, right? It's always the small things that give meaning and dignity to a human life. Things like touch, bread, wine, community, laughter, hope, purpose. The good news that Christ is alive and that God still stands beside us because God's realm has broken into our world. And so as you think about that this week, I want to end by saying that I know that life often feels like a struggle, and that every person here has his or her metaphorical stone pillow to navigate. We all have our messes, and we all have our little dramas to deal with. But at some point, to be a disciple of Jesus is to say that our private drama is never the full story, that there is a ladder that connects heaven and earth, and that we are on a journey together, not to climb that ladder, but to wake up and see that God has climbed down. And to know that it's not just a dream. That we are all characters in the most hopeful story ever authored about a God who has saved and is saving and will save the world. My friends, this is not a lonely planet. God is with us. As Jacob said, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And because of that, St. Michael is it is. So much good work to be done. And if that scares you just a little bit, then good, because like Jacob said, it's a pretty awesome thing. Amen.